Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey everyone, the third issue of the WrestleTalk magazine is now available. Head over to WrestleTalk.BigCartel.com for more information. We've got a great issue this month featuring our reviews of the Royal Rumble, Wrestle Kingdom 10 and Raw 25, including the WrestleTalk crew counting down their top 25 moments of Raw history. So head over to WrestleTalk.BigCartel.com for more information. Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Oliver Davis, and a hello... No, I did that the wrong way around. Hello, Swap Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis, on this glorious Monday where we're going to be talking about Johnny Bravo, the cartoon from the 1990s, oh, if trying only. to break a story that doesn't actually have any story behind it. How are you today? Oh, is it, maybe, maybe it does, <laughs> but maybe it's just been a bit too keen. It's a bit it's premature. A bit I when we finish today's show... Uh, because, of course, we record the intro and outro afterwards. I said to Luke, I feel a bit bad for John I, Bravo I now. I feel a bit bad for him as well. I think he's he's obviously trying. He he thinks he's he's uh, he's got this big thing. And, he, you know, he might very well do. But he's just gone about it the, the, a, a very, very naive way. It almost feels like he the story fell into his lap. And he got very excited because this could be this could potentially be a really groundbreaking mm. story that we'll be talking about in twenty years' time. It's like, oh man, do you remember the massive steroid scandal that happened in twenty eighteen? And he's sitting there on the precipice of this story, but wants to be the first person. He doesn't yeah. want anyone else like so he has to release this stuff to make sure he's first, but by doing so is not producing anything. Yeah. So, and it is a bit it's all a bit amateur. Yeah. All a bit amateur hour. But uh, t- how, how was your weekend, man? Weekend Fun was good. Weekend. Yeah, I was at a wedding. You were. I was at my uh, very good friend uh, Heaven Tom's wedding, and it was bloody marvellous. I didn't get an invite. You did not get an invite to this no. one, no, and you weren't mentioned uh, by name either. Which uh, is, do you not think that's weird? <laughs> it's a little bit weird. Yeah. Um, but it was a really, really great day. I mean, I've met them three t- twice. Yeah? I've met them two or three times. 
well, I mean, that's more than some people. Yeah, it's a bit weird that I wasn't invited. Um, but we, uh, it was a really nice day. I was, uh, I was given the honour of driving the bridesmaids to uh, to the events or to the events to is the wedding. Is that an honour? Is that is that a thing? Well, yeah. I mean, is it a, co- a cost cutting measure? No, no. I think it's a bit of a. I mean, it probably was a bit of a cost cutting measure, but it's also it's nice that like myself and mm. my friend Mason, we like he drove one car, I drove another, and we got to drive the bridesmaids uh, to the you know to to the. Uh, what do you call it? The play, the ceremony. We got to drive them. I there. think that's very gender normative. You see? I, yeah, I think that's very regressive, Luke. I think it should have been ladies driving cars. But then the bridesmaids, they were in big heels. They couldn't drive those cars. That's also gender normative. <laughs> they should have been in walking boots. But it was a really nice day. Really lovely moment because uh, Tom's a massive fan of uh, the Indiana Jones movies. Sure. And uh, they walked out to the Indiana Jones theme tune. So, but it started with um, like Marion's theme. So when they get married, mm. they, like Marion's theme, and then he walks to the end of the aisle, and all of a sudden someone passes him a fedora, and uh, Tom just puts the oh, puts the brilliant. fedora on, and they do a little pose like it's action, and it was like p- timed perfectly with the music. Done. But it was just—it was a really, really. That's, that's uh, not the music. I uh, know it's not the music. I was trying to annoy you. It's fine because it, it didn't work. It's all right. I know. Um, and it was just—it was a really nice moment. Really good day. I did a lot of dancing. You uh, so um, Tom's brother. Uh, his girlfriend and I were just like we spent most of the night oh, like really? booging away. There was like lots of us Hit just dancing around. She was a really nice lass. Yeah, we just had mm. a really good time. She told me the next day she was like, there were times when I just wanted you to stop, but really? there was no stopping you. Yes, because <laughs> I was just a dancing machine, man. Once I get the bug, I'm a terrible dancer. I'm I'm amongst the worst dancers on the entire planet, mm. but I bloody love a boogie me. What were the what were the sort of hits that were playing? Um, well, actually, my my wife and I have been sp- spent all morning singing that of "Shut Up and Dance with Me." It's a song I I've only heard it a handful of times. I'm pretty sure in just adverts, mm. but I knew it, and I have no idea who it's by. But uh, it's a song that we both knew. Um, obviously, you had the classic Macarena Saturday, yeah. Saturday night. Um, we did a conga line. Nice. Um, this well, is classic this wedding. Classic stuff. Cha cha. Um, yeah, the char- what's it called? Cha cha, cha cha slide. That's it. Cha cha slide. Thank you slide. very much. To the left. Yeah, two Sli- steps now, y'all. Yeah, bump, yeah. Bump. yeah, that's the one. Crisscross. Everybody, clap your hands. Cha 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 cha. Yeah, all of that. Great stuff. It was just brilliant across the board. But the next morning, Claire's entrance music. No, none of that. This and time. that's not a real <laughs> wedding. But the next day, I uh, I woke up and I turned to my wife and I was like, I had one too many dances mm. because I felt I couldn't even eat my breakfast. I, uh, as soon as I put some food into my my mouth, I was just like, "Boh." Yeah, yeah. That's just too mainly good. your wedding. Yeah, <laughs> when I was there, it was just uh, it, was, it was one too many dances, mate. But it was uh, it was a, a brilliant, brilliant time. And then we got home, and my wife just spent the entire afternoon sleeping. And I tried to use this as an opportunity because she was sleeping on like on lying on top of me. I couldn't really fall asleep myself, so I was like, "I'm going to use this as an opportunity." To get some quality gaming in, I very rarely get to get some gaming in, mm. gaming time in. So I'm going to use this opportunity now to do some gaming. And I booted up the PlayStation. The second I booted it up, she woke up and was like, "What's that noise? You should have put it on mute." I was even with that. I think it was just uh. me clicking the button of the, the thing. And she's like, "What were you doing?" And I was like, oh, "I was going to play some games. Now let's put something on the TV that we could both watch." Well, you should have gone. So, Shh, so go you, back to sleep. So you turn off the PlayStation. You put on "Come Dine with Me" or whatever. Straight back asleep. And I'm like. Ugh. So I try and put the PlayStation back on again. Stirs. Oh, let's do something we both want to do. Turn the PlayStation back off. Halfway happy. <laughs> Ramsey's kitchen nightmares. Fall straight asleep again. Mm. I was like, oh, I couldn't. I couldn't. Uh, School of Rock was on. 
but I uh, I recorded that instead, so I can watch that on, on my own time. Um, but it was just it was a, a really really nice weekend. But you, on the other hand, I mean, <laughs> should, should we save this for the outro? No, I'll do it now. I'll do it because we got a lot of correspondence. We got yeah, well, that's what I was getting because we got a lot of correspondence. Maybe we should do that. Do the correspondence oh, you want to do now that first. We'll do the okay. correspondence and then we'll do your story. Okay. Also, I'll because I it. I want to try and hype this story up even more because oh, I came no. in this morning and you were like. I've got an amazing anecdote for the podcast. Objectively in, funny. In was the between us, no, no, in, in between us, level of funny. And I was like, yeah. that's a big claim. And then just before we came in, you were like, it, I, I just want to say, no, it's objectively, it might not be that funny. So I want to try and build this up as much uh, as possible. <laughs> well, so, we've got some correspondence. So, so we've got some uh, first. Let's get to that. First, uh, from, uh, following up from an email over the weekend from. Emily, and she's now clarified the spelling of Gilly. It is Gilly. Who would have thought? But it is uh, Gilly. Um, uh, just a quick note to say that you guys did get my name's pronunciation right with the hard G, not the soft. Like gills on a fish as opposed to a, gi- a gill of whiskey, I suppose that would be. Sorry about the confusion, no need to apologise. I don't know what a, a gill of whiskey is. Neither do I, to be honest. If I read that, I would have been like, like the gills on the fish <laughs> as opposed to a gill of whiskey. <laughs> I did read it that way yeah. at first, and then I was like, "Oh no, she's asking me to do it." A gill of whiskey. A gill of whiskey. A gill. Yeah, I have no idea, but I'm not a whiskey drinker, mm. so I wouldn't know. Uh, and another follow-up email from Ben Martin. You might remember Ben Martin mm. was uh, the guy who was given a wrestling ring with a Finn Balor and an angel in there, um, and he said that he was part of a pub church. And we were like, "What? What's a pub church? That sounds great." He also suggested, and this I found this quite funny, really. He also suggested that we should start like chapters of a church within sort of the podcast community. This is and, very wittertainment. Well, I was going to say, but it also said he goes, "Then you can have a congregation, mm. and then we can all go in there and watch live events. You could even be the archbishops." That's the face Whoa. I put on because on a previous podcast we were the archbishops of Banterbury. And our listeners were the congregation. I think you need to clarify. We were the archbishops of Banterbury. You know, like banter. You said that once in a podcast intro, but you misspoke and you called us the archbishops. Archbishops of Banterbury. And we couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> and that was then our, our name from yes. there on in. So you were Archbishop Oliver Davis. I was Archbishop yes. Luke Owen. And the congregation. And the congregation was our listenership. Um, but Ben Martin emails in to say that pub church is exactly what it sounds like it's a church in a pub we drink beer and do jesus stuff you'd both be welcome if you ever find yourself up this way we're an inclusive community i'll even get the drinks in so i believe that's well a, then well that's then. an invite that's an invite but this was one of my favorite emails we got over the weekend so i'm mm. actually going to turn the screen away from you so you don't see this okay i okay. thoroughly enjoyed this so we mentioned on the last episode for people to tell us stories about how they got involved or got back into wrestling how they sort of found us by accident and then got back into wrestling. Yeah. So we thought that's a very weird journey for someone to take. And uh, we got an email, in, we got, actually got several emails in about this. So I'm going to spread them out over a couple of shows. But this one was from um, Adam Emond. I'm going to say E-M-O-N-D. Emond? I can't see the screen now. You've well, moved it away well, from me. Well, I just me. spelled it out for you. Emond. Emond. Okay. Adam Emond, uh, who says, um, just wanted to let you know how I got back into wrestling. One, look up nostalgic theme songs on YouTube. DX, Stone Cold, mm. NWO. Two, fall victim to suggested videos with clickbait titles like 10 Things WWE hey. One You to Forget About the Attitude Era. Number three, watch all those videos with similarly intriguing, similarly intriguing clickbait titles going deeper to the rabbit hole. Four, allow time to pass. 
Five, Google knows that I looked up wrestling things. <laughs> Six, Google shows me an article about what Kevin Owens' Universal Championship reign means for WWE. Seven, I read said article. Eight, more YouTube, but this time it's more current. Nine, learn about words like shoot, getting over, mm. marks. Ten, watch Al Snow wrestling training videos. Eleven, finally check out this pipe bomb promo everyone's been talking about. Twelve, subscribe to WrestleTalk, Botchamania, What Culture, etc. Thirteen, follow week to week along with re- uh, reviews and news. Fourteen, <laughs> listen to Ollie Davis and Finn Martin have long chats. Wow. Realize this is a this is great to listen to while doing the dishes, cleaning, and doing laundry. Fifteen Goldberg. Sixteen subscribe <laughs> to the WWE networks. Yeah, that it did work. Uh, number seventeen listen to Luke Owen and Oliver Davis have it. Oliver da- Ollie Davis have a chat. Eighteen podcast. Nineteen email this email. Twenty get back to doing laundry. Nice, lovely stuff. That is uh, wow. That is a while ago. If it was me and Finn Martin, former editor of Power Slam. Me and him had a podcast for all of two months. Yep. Those were good times. Didn't you used to just try and wind him up? By No, no. You no. did that on the WrestleTalk 100s. Yes, I did that by putting John Cena in my top <laughs> uh, 10. Uh, because he doesn't he doesn't much rate John Cena. Uh, and very lastly, uh, Stephen Zuchic, uh, Z-U-T-I-C-H, uh, I suppose. Um, and this is again sort of about sort of getting back into wrestling. I'm around your guy's age, older than Ollie, younger than Luke. I grew up watching WWF and the Attitude Era, stopped watching, getting back into it for a year. But after Cena, I stopped watching it because he was always overcoming and winning everything forever. Then me and my buddy made it tra- a tradition a few years later to just watch Mania. Around the time Sean versus take a one at mania was and we started with this luckily got uh, luckily got to watch those amazing matches i was always a big fan of sean and that got me in when my daughter was born almost five years ago i was unable to continue that tradition her birthday being april 10th i was obviously with her and or her party wrestlemania 32 was the first year her birthday didn't fall on mania weekend i watched and quickly loved it probably more nostalgia but it was really in but i was really into a lot of people started watching youtube to find out more about these characters and came across Wrestle Talk. You're the only page I consistently watch and the only podcast I subscribe to. Keep on being swaffed. Love you. Bye. Nice. Thanks very Consistent much. Consistent as well. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Stephen. That's very kind of you. So that is all the correspondence today. I've got another uh, couple of how we got back into wrestling, but I'll spread those across the next few podcasts. Cool. If you've got yours, though, email in. I'll try and add it to the list. And uh, we can just spend the next half an hour or whatever it is of the podcast building up <laughs> and my anecdotes so we'll see you for the outro where we're going to react to that short film that he's released that we've just watched and it really absolutely told us nothing nothing at all told us nothing, nothing. at all it, like yeah. Ned Flanders and his sexy <laughs> ski wear it was um yeah Kind of amazing, really. And, like, he has been very much on the defensive since the, it has gone live. Because mm. it went live very late on Friday. Like, here in the UK. I mean, I didn't see it until... I didn't even hear about it until Saturday morning. It's how late up it went on Friday. I, I was at home on Friday. I was trying to delay going out that evening for, for a friend's 30th, which I have an excellent anecdote for, which is in the podcast. Which is free. The podcast <laughs> is free. free. Uh and uh, yeah, I was like, oh my God, this huge story might break and I will, neither of us would be able to do anything. So no, I was like, I was also out. Yes. But then nothing happened. Nothing happened. So it came up on Saturday morning and all the reports were was just that, yeah, this story, it, it's 20 minutes long. It tells you absolutely nothing that we didn't know before, apart from naming a few other names, but never really implicant, uh, implicating many other yeah. names. Uh, but B, it's just full of a lot of factual inaccuracies. 
and like spelling mistakes and grammatical mistakes. And so Johnny Bravo, uh, thank you very much. Um, he has been on the defensive on Twitter and on social media since then saying like, hey, like you guys rushed me to make this video. Well, I've got the statement. Should we, oh, we, got should we read the statement? It's long. Okay, yeah. Uh, I am a one-man team! That's in capitals. <laughs> I do this alone with no help. Not even a person reviews it but myself. Yes, there are spelling errors when you're rushed by 1000s to make a video of this magnitude in this amount of time and work, there will be errors. I am human. And then there's a load of asterisks. 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 Yeah, I yep. don't know. Also, since no matter how many times or ways I say it, but there, spelt wrong, is evidence on reins. But without some key text to match the orders, I will not disclose it. Just wanted to tell everyone that I'm going to be taking some time away from YouTube to focus more on the WFN film, which is the film that he's making about this scandal, and other feature film opportunities that I've been given. I pour my heart and soul in these videos and feel that most do not understand what I am doing here. I was never a wave around your hand and film with a cell phone guy. I wanted to do something that was different that not everyone has the patience to do. However, I learned that this generation doesn't really know what's incorrect spelling again involved in making these types of videos and they want more instant gratification i believe in quality and always will as i have said many times in the past i do not make money on youtube and have only spend and have only this is Mm -hmm. verbatim and have only spent thousands on gear and countless hours of learning and editing to learn this craft saying all that i appreciate everyone even the people who hate it's the people who hate that got me where i am today question mark but <laughs> <laughs> then but a full stop and then a question mark and this is kind of the, I think the weirdest thing about this whole scenario and this whole situation, mm. the reason why a lot of people were saying, like, where's the video? is because he said, I've got all the evidence and I'm going yeah. to release it in this video on Friday. And then he's released this video with none of the evidence because he said, I don't have the evidence to hand. It's with the DEA, which is fair enough. Like, that's, that's absolutely, you know, 100% a reasonable thing. The DEA are doing an investigation. The guy that he's talking to is in prison. They've seized all of his computers and, and you know, his mobile phones. So, of course, he doesn't have access to that evidence. But don't say you do have access mm. to it and then release a video where you basically go, yeah, no, sorry, I don't. Just don't make the, don't release the video. Like, there was, there was no need to release this video other than to keep you relevant in the public eye. Other than to be the thing that he has accused other people of well, here. yeah. Of, uh, what's the bit here? Uh, I was never a wave around your hand and film with a cell phone kind of guy. I want to do something that's different and not everyone has the patience to do. But here, like, and you seem to be the same. He's demonstrated a very obvious lack of patience in waiting to get everything together before you upload your first thing. But it's, it's the younger generation's fault yeah. that his video was bad. So to, to take this back, like, as the overall timeline, for if anyone's jumping into this cold and we've just started shouting stuff at you about this Initial film, thoughts. Yeah. Uh, is was it, it was around Royal Rumble time, so it was either the week before or the week after, where this YouTube video went up, and it was John Bravo, who's a filmmaker, his interview with uh, uh, Richard Rodriguez, who is a jailed steroid distributor from uh, a company called WFN, which used to, it was part of a, a drugs investigation, and they they are working together about bringing out how many people are on steroids. And Rodriguez's slant seems to be, well, I want people to see that it's not steroids that are bad, it's 
the misuse of steroids. So that's their that's their tone coming in. And uh, they, they released that first one where Reigns' name, Roman Reigns' name was used in it as just in passing. And that became a bigger story. And then about a week after that, they released another video, which I re-watched before we just watched that one. And uh, in that video, John Bravo says, well, the Reigns evidence is coming in days. And this was at the end of January. So he's his own worst enemy when it comes in terms of of you know selling these expectations self-hype yeah and self-hype so this is a month later and he's been saying that evidence will be here on this video released on the last friday and there's absolutely nothing and the um yeah and it's it's really it's, it's kind of odd and bizarre like and it it really is that first video where Roman Reigns' name was very much mentioned in passing. But because then the wrestling world is quite insular, mm. everyone sort of really took notice of it. And it's almost felt like, it's like, okay, well, I can try and capitalize on this little bit here. He's a very prolific figure because he, WrestleMania is coming up in the WrestleMania main event. I've got to get stuff out now because that's what's going to get people interested in me as a filmmaker and me as a documentarian. But you've got nothing to really report or show. And then... You top that off with, like, he talks at the start of the video about how, like, there's too much fake news out there at the moment. Like, he's like, I don't want to be, like, the fake news that's in the the media, like, the mainstream media nowadays. But then he's released a video that's got absolutely nothing, no evidence or any news within it, and has got misspellings throughout. Mm. And, like, misspellings multiple times. It was was Steve Austin Day. It was 316. Mm. And he spelled Steve Austin's name wrong twice. And, like, that's... Okay, I've you know I've released videos here on on Wrestle Talk, and I've had spelling mistakes in those videos, and I've just you know I've gone like ah, do you know what I missed that? Uh, you know I we've, have, we've both done it. We've both, we've both done, done, it, done it. But you know I, I'm a one man team. You know especially in those early days when I was I was you know editing and and doing all the stuff. But like sometimes you just make those mistakes. You're like ah, do you know what I really should have spotted that. That really is that's my fault. But I don't think I've ever misspelled someone's name, or like I've never misreported a fact. I've always tried to be like, hey, here is what, you know, I'm, I'm not even saying that, hey, this guy is doing steroids and I think that there's going to be a, a DEA investigation on him. I'm just saying like, hey, do you remember when Vince McMahon won the Royal Rumble mm. in 1999? But uh, sometimes these mistakes happen, but he's just, it's when you jump on the defensive and your whole stance is about like, I'm this really great filmmaker and then this really integral like the whole video is all about it's all about my integrity my integrity yeah. is on the line the robert rodriguez is is it robert rodriguez Ro- uh, richard richard rodriguez. rodriguez uh his integrity is on the line you know we've got to really build our reputation around this and then you release this video that makes me question your integrity and your ability as a, as a filmmaker i'm just like nah, i don't think i'm buying into this anymore and he might actually be right he might actually have mm. this evidence but at this point now i'm like nah, i don't care He's he's doing himself no favors. That's, yeah, that's the better his, way to put it. His argument is uh, that that he has seen all this evidence against Roman Reigns, but he only has Rodriguez's uh, iMac, which has all the correspondence up to February 2016. All the future stuff, so the the up to mid 2017 when Rodriguez was was put in jail which are three phones the DEA still have possession of those so conveniently I must say all of the real proper evidence is on those phones and not the computer with four years of correspondence on everything's in that one uh, which yeah and and then he, he talks about you know I've seen this evidence 
but I can't verify the evidence. And then you're like, well, that raises a question to me. Is it evidence? That's because that doesn't sound like evidence. That, that just sounds like uh, stuff you've seen. That sounds like allegations that you haven't verified. But yeah, he's, he seems very confused about what what's the truth. He talks at the start as well about um, proving the truth of Ri uh, Richard Rodriguez. But then you're like, well, you know, I, he is a jailed steroid dealer. He's... He is harmed somewhat in his credibility. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I would never put all my faith in, in that person. I would say, okay, I'm going to investigate your claims. I would never say, I'm going to investigate your truth. Because, yeah, it sounds problematic. Anyway, so he's that's where the, the lack of evidence is, in that he says, I'm missing over a year's worth of records. So Roman Reigns was busted for a... He, he had the wellness policy violation in june 2016 so that's yeah. that's uh a, that's about four months after these records cease so apparently if there's correspondence going up to mid 2017 the idea is that this is not a scandal that's over or a potential scandal that's over because you've still got these three phones but according to dave Meltzer, wwe are behaving like this is this is nothing because yeah that 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 they, that the, nothing's come out of it, and they're not worried. And if WWE aren't worried about it, I it's hard to see that there's any credibility in there. Yeah, and it's it's really funny as well because there are times in the video where so there are two names. There's quite a few new names that are mentioned mm. that haven't been mentioned previously, like uh, Jinder Mahal, Sheamus. But he doesn't really like they're just names that are mentioned. He's never implicating them, implicating them in steroid usage he's just like oh yeah this person knew these people yeah and then there are times when he'll go like oh and i they've also had contact with john cena and the rock two other names that are mentioned in there showing the the evidence of that is just a, an end text message that says oh by the way have you spoken to the rock and john cena with no reply after that so that's not evidence that john cena and the rock have had dealings with that's just someone saying like have you asked them and then got not got a mm. reply. Yeah, and it's 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 things like that where you're like it's it's jumping to conclusions. Like now in Office Space, the jump to conclusions, Matt. That's what this film really feels like. The, uh, the this film. That's the last text as well in this in this correspondence. Yeah. And conveniently, the all the rest. That's where it cuts off. Yeah, the rest are on the new phones. So it is really dubious. So yeah, the 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 main names that have come out of this obviously aren't the WWE stars and wrestlers. It's still the intermediaries. So you've got Mark and Chris Bell. Mark Bell is a powerlifter. Chris Bell is the director of Bigger, Faster, Stronger. Um, apparently they are the guys, and this is corroborated by Dave Meltzer's sort of review on um, on the short film, uh, they're, they're the people who really got John Cena into wrestling because he wanted to be a bodybuilder, but they were like, you should you know, try coming here in the uh, UPW along with... Luther Reigns, who, mm -hmm. who sort of, again, there was no real evidence against him either, apart from a text message with his name in. Uh, so through that Mark and Chris Bell connection, they then start flashing up pictures of Cena and Lesnar and Reigns and Daniel Pewter, uh, who was the, of course, the Tough Enough winner, which <laughs> the John Bravo... The, the Tough Man winner. Yeah, John Bravo says, oh yes, he's the one who won the Tough Man competition. And Rodriguez is the one who corrects him because he describes himself as an avid wrestling fan. But still can't remember Kevin Nash's name. Yeah, Steve Nash. <laughs> that's another uh, mistake they make. 
uh, he says, no, he wasn't tough enough. And then he became like, then he started to work for me. And then they showed a few emails about a, a potential contract for Daniel Pewter to work with him. But Daniel Pewter has told Dave Meltzer, oh, yeah, that's uh, th that never went any further than that. Like we he didn't even remember Rodriguez's name. He just knew him by, oh, a gym owner in Miami. So the more like other sides of this argument you're getting, the more discredited Rodriguez looks and the more naive Bravo seems for, yeah. for putting a lot of trust in Rodriguez. Um, you've also got Chris Cavallini, who is a trainer. Uh, that's This is the one that you mentioned. They, they say Chris Cavallini is one of the clients and he trains Jinder Mahal and Sheamus. And then they just say, so there's a possibility that they could have taken them. It's like, well, that, I mean... It's, it's so... It's jump to conclusions. Yeah. It's, it's the jump to conclusions, Matt, all over it in this. It is, it's a really... <laughs> do you know, I, I haven't got my notes in front of me, but mm. I do remember writing down on my notes, this does feel like a rubbish episode of um, Serial. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. The, the, the podcast, especially because, like, you get, keep getting interruptions of, like, this call comes from the county, you know, comes from the county jail. But it's, it, it almost feels like John Bravo wants to emulate Serial. Mm. And it's kind of taken all the worst elements of Serial. Because I thought Serial was a really good podcast up until the final episode when the host just shrugs and goes like, I don't know. Yeah. And, and like, that, that is pretty, pretty much what this is. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it's... And, and weirdly, like, there's a few other names that are mentioned. Actually, the other, connections. One, the other one I found was really odd is that there is a guy who they have evidence that did purchase um, steroids through uh, this company who went under an alias Jesse Ventura. Mm. So they make sure to mention this isn't the real Jesse Ventura. This is not, you know, 80s legend and commentator and film star Jesse Ventura. This is another guy called uh, Jesse Burdick. Is that yeah. his name? It's Jesse Burdick, a.k.a. Jesse Ventura. But they keep using a picture of Jesse Ventura in all the montage stuff. Mm. So it's like, so if Jesse's not implicated in any of this, why is he? Why have you put him in the montage? Then? Yeah, like why are you essentially saying that he is, but then saying that he's not? It's a very suggestive style of filmmaking. I don't know if anyone has seen uh, this awful propaganda film. I'm sure it's going to get a lot of defenders now. Called Zeitgeist. I haven't and seen a it. Zeitgeist two and a Zeitgeist three, and it's sort of says that the Illuminati control the earth. Oh, and, with the lizard uh, people. A lot of people put a lot of stock into it but um whatever interesting points it's trying to make and anything that edits itself together that based on propaganda and sort of brainwashing montage i'm going well you know if you if you're arguing in that way you know it's like a used a used car salesman that sort of uh stereotype could be selling you a really good car but just because of the sleazeball nature they're doing it in i'm pointing at my own jacket you're like yeah, I don't want to have anything to do with you, thanks. <laughs> yeah. I don't want your car. And this, this is what that feels a bit like, especially because when they're running through a lot of these names, and the Ultimate Warrior's name is brought up at one point with a picture, uh, not as, uh, it, not as a, a client or anything, it just says, this person knew these people. And then just they do a montage of those, and Ultimate Warrior was one of those. And weirdly, it said, Ultimate Warrior, uh, WWE Hall of Famer, R.I.P., I thought that's a weird thing to put in the little uh, text bit below someone's name, R.I.P. And then out of nowhere, at the end of this short 20-minute movie that really says absolutely nothing, a dedication card comes up saying, in honour of a legend, the ultimate warrior, thanks to all who believed. And you're like, what 
the hell is happening? <laughs> what is this weird universe? It's so funny because we watched this video together just before we came in to record this. And when that card came up, you literally like, I mean, you dropped all your notes. You nearly jumped out of your seat being like, what is this? What is happening? It's like, but he's, he, Bravo has said a few times, I'm not a wrestling guy. I don't know anything about wrestling. And obviously, because he's spelt, you know, Steve, Steve Austin's, Austin's last name. name wrong, which isn't hard to spell. And it's one of the biggest names in the history yes. of this business. I mean, just a simple Google. <laughs> well, that would require, but that would require investigative journalism, which apparently is not on his um, agenda. At I the wouldn't moment. say Google in his investigative journalism. It's a step further than <laughs> yeah. what he's done, though. And uh, it's just yet yeah, to, to do that. And it's like, oh yeah, the Ultimate Warrior. Maybe he did Google and see like a WWF fluff piece, WWE fluff piece on his amazing legacy. So, yeah, all right, let's let's get. I just. Absolutely bizarre, really, really bizarre story. Yeah, uh, and I, th- I think we can probably move on. You know, I'm, I'm willing to. This is such a sloppily produced set of allegations over the last couple of months, and the way it's unfolded, I think we can safely move on. Yeah, I, he, Johnny Bravo is a guy who wants to be like be a serious documentarian, but like documentaries take years and years and years to make. Like, a lot of documentary filmmakers work on one project for four or mm. five years before they release the eventual product. Whereas Bravo has done this in the span of six weeks or so. And this is the result of it, because apparently it's our fault, because we asked for it. Uh, you know, he, mm. you know, he was the one who promised it. So it's it's a very odd thing. I think that there's a lot of stuff that Bravo can learn from from his time here. And, you know, he said that... It's also weird as well. In the, video, in the documentary, he says, I'm getting the evidence as soon as possible. Like, it's just a matter of time before I get this. But now in his statement, he's like, I'm taking some time away. So... I don't know where he stands, but uh, by all accounts, WWE have like completely discredited it, and they're not buying into it. And the the WrestleMania main event of Lesnar Reigns remains. The Wrestle Ramble will be right back after these short messages. This podcast is brought to you in part by Patreon. For just $5 a month, you'll get access to the Wrestle Ramble Extra, a monthly podcast where Ollie and I review shows from wrestling's past. If you pledge now, you'll get our back catalogue of episodes, including Money in the Bank 2011, Armageddon 2000, Wrestle Kingdom 10, and No Way Out 2004, and many others, as well as this month's episode, which will be WrestleMania 25. And $10 plus backers will become part of the Ramble Club, our new show where we talk about about wrestling from around the world, including reviews of the Golden Lovers versus Cody and Marty Skrull, Austin Aries versus Eli Drake, and many, many more. All that and so much extra, so head over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk for more information. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Elsewhere in wrestling news, yeah. it's, it's the road to WrestleMania. Do you want to tell us about this AJ Styles thing? Because well, this is another thing that could be a word. Yeah, well, this is a very, I find it quite an interesting one. So on Friday night, WWE did a show in Madison Square Garden, the absolute mm. mecca of WWE. They bloody love doing shows there. They always put on a good show as well. Because, yep. uh, I mean, it was a raw show, wasn't it? And they had this SmackDown match. As they often sometimes yeah. do. They Brock Lesnar like, was in there. They kind of like try and make it, uh, you know, a, a much of a, a WWE mm. event rather than a brand exclusive thing. Last it's like year, their home based at uh, yeah. Madison Square Garden. Well, well, last year we had the United States title switch. Yes. Uh, during, yeah. a, during a raw branded Madison Square Garden show. The one that was meant to happen. Yes, that one yes, was actually that's meant, to, meant happen. to happen. Yes, that's right. Weirdly. Yeah. <laughs> on the house show and you screw up on the pay-per-view. Sure. But, sure. But anyway, so that was the show I did on Friday. And it was meant to be AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. But before the bell, Owens and Zayn rushed the ring and attacked them. Mm. And the referee threw up the dreaded X. And AJ was helped to the back. He was visibly limping and he was assisted out to the back. Uh, and then it turned into a singles match between Nakamura and Owens, which uh, Sami Zayn tried to get involved in. And AJ came out afterwards with a chair to attack Sami, but then limped to the back again. So there were a lot of people who were just like, oh, okay, I think this was just an angle. It was just a storyline just to do this. But the match was cut short. That is one of the, the other things that people are saying is that this was meant to be a longer mm. match. And it was cut short because I'm doing big air quotes for podcast listeners take a drink because of the injury. So that's that's one side of it. Then the next side of that is that on Saturday night, they were doing a show in Odessa, Texas, which is a Smackdown show. AJ Styles was advertised and it was scheduled to appear. And it was then announced right at the top of the show. AJ Styles was injured at Madison Square Garden and will not be here Mm. tonight. So is it something that they're doing in storyline? Is it an actual injury? Is it something that just... Because like Dave Meltzer kind of alluded... Or did Brock Lesnar go into business for himself? Or did Brock Lesnar go yeah. into business for himself? There's, there's many ways that this could go, really. Uh, I think we should make this a running gag. We should <laughs> give a few possibilities, and then no matter how unrelated the story is to Brock Lesnar, or did Brock Lesnar Lesnar's go into to... it for himself? <laughs> I wish you'd told me that before I wrote the new script. Sorry, man, I just came <laughs> up with it. 
Um, Paul Heyman. <laughs> I know Paul. Paul Heyman. Had a proper pop at me on Twitter. A pop at you. He had a little pop at Poppy me. Poppy Paul. <laughs> having a pop at Luke. <laughs> all right. All right. Triggered Snowflake. Um, but, oh, my God. Imagine calling <laughs> Paul Heyman a Snowflake <laughs> when he's the guy that, you know, he's, I'm a Jew. That's, it seems like he always uh, drops that in. That's so the end just of Christmas just, time. My favorite comment I've ever read about Paul Heyman was that he could sell bacon to a vegan Jew. Yes. Like, that's yeah. a great, a great comment about his selling ability. I mean, the, the video that you made on Sunday, the really good video, everyone should go and check it out. Because we were allowed to use a few clips courtesy of uh, new signee Kenny McIntosh from Inside the Ropes. And it's just when Paul Heyman, when I did it myself, when Paul Heyman <laughs> talks... You just go into a trance. Like, he has a hypnotic delivery. Oh, I was there that night. I was there up in the rafters, uh, and it was something special. One of the best live events of wrestling I've ever been to. You know, that's including actual wrestling wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. We, should have had, we should have interviewed you in the video as well. Oh, yeah. Well, well but, you know, yeah, too late now. This video's live. Um, go check it out. I can't remember the point I was making was. You now. were talking about uh, whether it was a, a story work. work or a storyline. Yes. Yeah. So there are some people who think it's a storyline. There are some people who are a bit more concerned that it is a legitimate injury. If he was just limping to the back, I can't see the WrestleMania match being in too much jeopardy. It is mm. still advertised on WWE.com at the time of recording. So I think we're just going to have to wait to see what happens on SmackDown Live on Tuesday to see, A, if this is brought up, or B, if they're just going to just sort of move past it. Because it seems weird that Owens and Zayn are sort of involved in this because their storyline is not connected to AJ and Nakamura. Mm. Their storyline is more connected with Shane and Daniel Bryan. Um, so it seems weird that if, if it is a storyline that's going to run into SmackDown, that it is Owens and Zayn. Unless, let's, I mean, the way the WWE Twitter account, it was a frustrated Owens and Zayn attack mm. Styles and Nakamura. So perhaps they are going to try and use this to create like two concurrently running storylines that kind of cross over into each other in the road to WrestleMania. Yeah, like Owens and Sammy have gone wild. We can't control them. Daniel Bryan's got to come out of retirement. And uh, Could something be. like that. Yeah. The... To me, it, and it was quite a brutal beatdown. You watched the video mm. of, with with the putting the chair on at AJ's ankle and and slapping it down with another chair. I, if AJ was genuinely injured, I wouldn't have made it that violent to ride him out with injury. Or the thing I, if it's anything, I think maybe AJ's got a little nagging pain, and they're like, okay, better be safe than sorry. Let's give you a few days off. Yeah. You write him out that way. That's what Dave Meltzer said yeah. as well. He said that the, the injury was like probably happened before mm. the match, and they just used this as a way to kind of cover for that injury and give him a couple of days off. Yeah, because that's a big old match. But speaking of Daniel Bryan... Speaking of segues. Yeah, that's... Uh, he, he had an interview with uh, The National, which is an Abu Dhabi newspaper yesterday, and he, he just spoke about how he's not cleared yet... But he feels like there's a chance because he's done so much to get cleared. And all the doctors WWE have sent him to, they've cleared him. It's And he, he, did, he did have a really interesting quote at the end where it was like, there's two ways this can go. Um, either they can do the match without me or I'm cleared and they can do the match with me. Hmm. So it's like, ah, that's... You, 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 you kind of... To me, that seemed like he let slip the backstage plans where they've got contingency and what they would prefer to do which is of course i think brian coming back why wouldn't they want to if he's healthy and wrestle votes who are you know they've been very credible in the past they're the twitter account that broke the 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 neville walkout story and a few other things i can't remember now they said that they heard a few weeks ago wwe said here's the you know they pitched brian the match 
But Brian was like, that's not what I want to do for my comeback. I, I want to work more of a, what well, you know, a proper match because it was going to be very safe tag match, presumably, where he didn't do much at all. Hmm. So, Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's looking like Daniel Bryan is, it might happen. And Wrestling Observer said there was a strong push to get Brian cleared a couple of weeks ago. Well, we've kind of been talking about this. It feels like we've been talking about this for a few months now. It feels like the WWE and Daniel Bryan have been really working together mm. to get Brian cleared because he's integral to this story. Like, he is a real uh, focused part of this this angle, but the, you know, that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan. That's the match at the end that makes the most sense, is, mm. the, is this tag match. But then there's reports that if can get cleared, maybe he'll just be the special guest referee and maybe they'll play it like, is he siding with Owens and Zayn? Whose side is he on? No, they'll play it that side. But then who is Shane's partner going to be? Um, because there's no one really else factored into the, into Ziggler, the story. Man. Well, yeah, just turning babyface, I yeah. suppose. Because they sort of did that a couple of weeks ago and then stopped doing that. Well, well that's the other thing. Like, there's it, Meltzer said a few weeks ago that... Sammy and Owens were going to be in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. There was also a rumour that Dolph Ziggler was going to be working with Shane McMahon. That's why he had that babyface promo going into uh, Fastlane, but then he was a heel out of nowhere. Yeah, where I've, I've never had a singles match at WrestleMania. Yeah, exactly. So, but something's changed recently where they did the, they brought back the KO Sammy Shane stuff. So yeah, it's interesting. It's hmm. interesting. But you know, I selfish i want brian to to leave wwe yeah i think you know i'd actually rather see him not wrestle at wrestlemania and uh leave in september to to wrestle elsewhere but what if he re-signs in september well that i wouldn't want that okay. either <laughs> but i'm just playing devil's advocate what if he does well then if he re-signs in september i would assume he would have been cleared mm. yeah so that renders that moot maybe it's mailbag time. Of course, if you want to send us some mail in, you can do so digitally on Patreon because the mailbag is open to all Patreon donators. And I'm sorry, because I've had a couple of people come to me on Patreon to ask how to submit questions. Mm. There's two ways to do it. You can either send us a direct message um, and that just comes straight through to us. On or, Patreon. On Patreon. Or you can just create a, a post and I, I get basically mail notifications anytime you send me a DM or you make a new post. So that's the way that I can see the questions coming in. Yeah. And then I just compile them onto a little folder. So first up from Britain's next top model, Phil Stopford, which two wrestlers currently not really doing anything would you like to see in a tag team to give them a bit of a career revival? Not yeah, the revival, not the revival. Obviously. So you said you haven't given this a lick of thought. No, I haven't. I wrote this down as the document, but I was so busy posting up the news that I haven't actually given this uh, um, some thoughts as to, to who it's I've got. It's not as simple as you might think. No, because my first thought was, I'd say, well... Cesarus and Shamo. Shamo? Who's Shamo? Cesarus. Is that like a dinosaur? I mean, my first thought was just like, well, Bray and Matt, because like I just think that's a really mm. cool tag team. That's something I'd kind of like to see them do. That really could give them a bit of a, a career revival, particularly uh, poor old Bray. But then the question is currently not really doing anything, and they currently are doing something. Yeah. They've got Ultimate Deletion tonight, in fact. Looking forward to that. Yeah, you... actually, I'm a little bit looking forward to it as yeah, well. I'm, I'm, your interest... It, it's, it's more curiosity than, mm. like, 
excitement. I think that way. I was, I'm not like, oh my god, I'm just, I'm bite, I'm chomping at the bits to see yeah. this match. But I'm more like, hmm, I'm kind of curious to to see this match because it's the WWE version of it, and that's what I kind of find interesting. Mm. And I'm kind of curious to see. So, oh, which two wrestlers? Which two wrestlers aren't really doing anything at the moment? Uh, well, uh, Ty's not doing anything. I oh, suppose. that's a good shout. So Ty is not doing anything. Who and would he bounce off of? Who would he or has a number-based gimmick? Um, oh, I mean, I would like. I mean, you can't really do it at the moment because one of them is currently not here. But when he comes back, Ty and Mike Kanellis, the two guys Why? that came in with a bit of fanfare to SmackDown Live, but have not had anything happen for them yet. I think they could do quite a nice bit of comedy. Uh, bouncing off with them. Also, Mike Kanellis has the best theme song in WWE, mm. so it'd be nice to hear that again. When Maria comes back, you can have a nice three-way dynamic with them. Not like a love triangle thing, but Maria is their manager, sure. trying to get the best for her guys, her husband, and her husband's new best friend. So the thing that's bringing them together is they both debuted roughly around the same time and have done and they nothing. Been... Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much where I'm going. I, like that. No, I mean, I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> Off the top of my head, I can't think of any two other guys in the SmackDown or Raw roster. I, I was thinking I, the two names that kept on coming up in my head was Cesaro and Sheamus. But they are doing. Something. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's why I didn't write them down. And uh, Tyler Breeze and Fandango. But they're, but a they're already an act. Yeah. But I still sometimes think of them as separate. So I have gone for Dolph Ziggler and Bo Dallas. Okay. So let's just imagine they're on the same brand. And Bo Dallas has gone back to his old Bo Leave gimmick, which I loved, the motivational speaker. And maybe he goes with Dolph as a, you know, because Dolph's in and out of Mm -hmm. where he is in his career. And he's always saying he's the best. Uh, But Bo Dallas is like, I'm going to take you on as a client and I'm going to make you the best wrestler in the WWE. And Dolph's like, fine, okay, let's do this. And I think that could be a very good comedic dynamic of Bo Dallas's eternal optimism and Dolph being very grumpy about it. And I, yep. th- I think you get over as a babyface act. Uh, two other people I would like to put forward. Uh, Finn and Seth, the Iron Men of WWE. Mm-hmm. And they just become the, the Iron Man tag team of yes. WWE, where they literally dress up like Iron Man. Okay, yeah. you, go, you go full on like full, that. I mean, yeah, I mean, white, Just blue, yeah, blue circles, blue bits in the middle. Yep, some, uh, that's what some say. I'm going to move on to Nicholas Ravioli. I simply ask, it's a spicy meatball. When do you, Ravioli. when do you think Okada is going to lose his IWGP Championship? And more importantly, who do you think will end up taking the title from him? This sounds like a small question. It doesn't. It doesn't. It really <laughs> is I, a massive question. But I think that. NJ New Japan has an incredible amount of faith in Okada and I personally can't see him losing it at any event other than a Wrestle Kingdom. Because of this, I don't see him losing the belt until 2019 and I could even see him holding it until 2020, providing he doesn't get injured, which is a pretty difficult thing to do in New Japan. Not necessarily Not because necessarily, they've got, yeah. uh, they work the two weeks on, two weeks off. There are a lot less, sorry, a lot fewer injuries in New Japan than there are in WWE. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for that problem was that exact reason. You get a nice rest. Mm. Uh, when do you think Akada is going to lose the belt? I I was almost in Nicholas's uh, book as well. Where I was like, I don't think he's going to lose it until a Wrestle Kingdom event. However, like him losing at a non-Wrestle Kingdom event would almost be even... Such a huge shock. That would yeah. be even better because that's the one thing people aren't expecting. Mm. It's be like, oh, he just he lost it at uh, you know the following day. You know, a New Year's Dash or something like that, or a New Beginning show, somewhere where you aren't expecting him to lose it, I think mm. would be more more impactful for uh, for for New Japan, especially news wise, because all of a sudden everyone will be like, "Oh my God, 
Okada's yeah. lost the belts, and it, you know, if, even if you do it sometime next year, you do another Wrestle Kingdom where he defends the title in the main event. Um, he's the Roman Reigns of New Japan, but people like him. And um, you know, maybe do something like that. I think that'd be that'd be really interesting. But the question is like. I mean, it's not even who. It was a when question. So, I mean, there's a who there. I mean, there's as well. a who there as well. I thought there was a who there. Who? 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 Who do you think Okada might well, lose the belt to? You've got two guys, haven't you? Naito and Omega, mm-hmm. and uh, they're both. I apparently Naito is the bigger money draw in Japan. He's he's more attractive for uh, getting live attendance and whatnot. And he's so freaking cool. He is quite cool, isn't he? But Kenny Omega has the the worldwide acclaim more. And, you know, the, I, there is always a ticking time bomb. When is he going to go to WWE? I don't really feel that about Naito, but Omega is so uh, presumably attractive to, Amer- uh, to, to WWE because he's got that North American heritage. Canadian. Canadian. You can say North America. Canada is in North America as a continent. Is it? Yeah, you've got the United States, and then you've got Canada. Is that really? Is that and so? then you've got North America, and then you've got South America. Oh, I just thought it because it was go. his own country. It wasn't part of the continent. No, but I, I didn't do very well at school, guys. There you go. Well, I'm sure I'm actually wrong. And everyone's now <laughs> shouting at me. I made the foolish error of, you know, thinking I was right on something. <laughs> but, uh, John Brower over here. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was just... I'm a one-man team. I'm going to try and get everyone's names wrong now as well. <laughs> so, Okaito. <laughs> That's too similar to what his TNA yeah, name was, yeah. though. Uh, I, you know, I really like the idea of him losing it at a non-Wrestle Kingdom. I think. So I think he'll keep it until Wrestle Kingdom 13, 14, what was the, yeah, 2019. And he'll lose it to Naito. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think you'll have Omega versus Ibushi the breakup of the Golden Lovers at Wrestle Kingdom next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can go for that. Uh, so, so I... But I would... I think that would be an, an amazing story based on Okada and Omega's history for Omega to beat him before, uh, before the year's out, but then Omega retain at Wrestle Kingdom. Mm. Because I think if Okada is challenging for the title at Wrestle Kingdom, everyone's going to assume he's winning it back here. But if you, that could almost be a, as huge as a crowning achievement as winning the title, just successfully defending against Okada. And that's exactly, well, it's a very similar story to what they told with the Okada versus Tanahashi. Because that third one, the final time that Okada managed to beat Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom was a championship retention. Mm-hmm. But it was just such a big deal because you're like, oh my God, he's, he's done it. He's, be- he's uh, retained or beaten him. Yeah. Come on then, Ollie, hit me with it. I'm genuinely looking forward to this because you were at a birthday, right? I believe on Friday. Uh, It's that time of the year. So, well, it's that time of my life, I should say, for all my friends and myself are turning 30. In fact, today is, uh, I guess I am uh, 29 years old and... 355 days. Wow. So 10, 10 days. 10 days to go. Because I got another present this morning. Did you? Yeah, because it's 10 it, days to go. Yeah, 10 days till I'm 30. My lady partner got me a little pocket square. Oh. Which is nice. Nice thing nice. to wake up to. Because uh, she's very good, isn't she? Is she? Good. she is good. Um, <coughs> so, yes, you may be worried about the anecdote now. So, it was my, my chum's birthday on 30. Uh, on 30. 30th birthday on Friday. And we decided to regress, well, he decided to regress, to when we were 16. And when we were 16, we used to go to a pub in Greenwich called the King Willie, which mm-hmm. was the only place that would let us in and serve us. 
And then we would, when we could get in, we would go to a club called The Venue down the road from that. It's uh, a very generic name. Well, yeah, it's it's a five-storey club. Oh, it's a one of those yeah, places. Yeah, different bits in that. And, and sometimes we would go to other... We wouldn't often get in there until we were about late 17 slash 18. Uh, so we would go to Excuse like... Excuse me, can I go in, please? Exactly. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> So we 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 uh, hit up all the the usual places: Weatherspoons, the Trafalgar Tavern, in Greenwich. And we're in the Weatherspoons bit. We walk in. And it's like, wow, this is like coming home. So dingy, and there's no music. It's like, yeah, this feels comfortable. <laughs> and then we, then we uh, well, we got really rather drunk in there because, and we we didn't mean to. Well, I guess we had to because we we're going to venue. But uh, Mario. I've said his name now it's his birthday He, we would all get drinks and then maybe we'd do a round of shots and we'd go oh that was horrible let's not do that again Mario's already gone to the bar and go, because he's out of his mind drunk oh no he's just a happy birthday boy got another round oh we literally just did a shot no so all of that it's building up and then, then we're like okay it's time to go to the venue we're gonna do this to that club so we get an Uber and uh we're sort of outside Weatherspoons, and then our Uber pulls up across the road. So we're like, okay, we cross the road. We're walking along. It's kind of like a half jog because we want to get to the Uber. We don't want to make him wait. We want to keep my five-star rating. And we slow jog past an even dive, an even more dive bar version of the Weatherspoons we were just in. And there was riffraff. There was riffraff outside. Uh-oh. They were smoking their cigarettes. <gasps> they were outside. They, they it was freezing. <laughs> uh, they were they were wearing not nice clothes, not the sort of respectable clothes that we wore, and uh, they they made fun of us <gasps> as we slow jogged. They were like, "Oh yeah, better get back home for bedtime." You know, like we're quite <laughs> obviously thirty, and I don't know how old was, are they. I don't know, like maybe mid twenties, early twenties. They looked younger. And more unemployed, and <laughs> they—no <laughs> judgment. Yeah, and uh, they, well, we we found it quite funny because you know when was when do you make fun of people for going home early? Yeah, and uh, also no one because that's a cool thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and so so we get and little to, I think I even said to them, little do you know we're going to a nightclub. Oh no! <laughs> like as a kind of <laughs> laying up, ah, uh, uh, you, you know nicer side of things we were being overly nice as a joke to combat them and we get into the uber and we're all kind of laughing about what we've done they're still occasionally yelling a few bits at us we're right next to this place and uh, the uber guys go like okay we're going now and i wound down the window <laughs> i was in the passenger seat at the front the driver's passenger seat wound down the window stuck my head out the window and went, you're not very nice. <laughs> and I'm not saying that like, you know, as if I said something actually nasty. Yeah. I actually said the words, you're not very nice, <laughs> are you? As a kind of joke that we're that we're much nicer than them. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to resort to their level. But in so doing, one of the guys started to walk over. And of course, you're the Uber driver. You're like, oh, they know each other. 
So he stopped oh, the car. No. He stopped the car. And I started, no, 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 don't go, go, go. And the guy like leant into the car with his cigarette. And I was like, the first thing that came to my head was, oh my God, he's going to put the cigarette out of my face. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, I can't wind up the window because he's now leaning yeah. on the inside of the car. I'm going to the Uber driver, go, go, why aren't you going? And everyone else in, in the, because they're not, like right next to them yeah. are still saying things <laughs> so like and I hear just out of nowhere someone go I think it was Jack just says you've got a stupid hat <laughs> and he did he had a stupid hat it didn't fit his head it was like a baseball cap that he wore just propped up there and the guy was like what the did you say you, and then was being very aggressive being not very nice no and then, and then <laughs> further proving your point I know and after a, it felt like an eternity but after a, an, a while the Uber driver was like, oh, okay, I'm, I was meant to drive off here. <laughs> and then we drove off and the guy was just sort of like yelling stuff at us. But yeah, and then we then we just, we yeah, we thought it was very funny. Oh, giggling. But it was just that moment when it slo- when the car slowed down and yeah. stopped. And it was like that bus wankers moment. I was going to say, it was us. a proper bus wankers moment. Yeah, so oh, that, that was my anecdote. That's very funny. Don't worry, it, it was all worth the hype. I'm I glad. Thought, I thought that was really, really great. Um, also, just wanted to note that um, I didn't get an invite uh, out to the 30th birthday, ah. and, and I've actually met them uh, two or three times as well, So, um, and I'm, I know they like me, but uh, still... Uh, what was are no- you saying that... <laughs> Ad, what's his name? <laughs> exactly. Doesn't like me. <laughs> Tom likes everyone. He's fine. Oh, that's good. So we've got some iTunes reviews before we get out of here. Norman Reedus has left a review. The, as he's a Walking Dead he, man, isn't he? He's is the actor behind Daryl. So uh, I'm pretty sure it's not him. But awesome if it is. Could, it could very well be. We're coming for you, Pritchard. This has definitely become my favourite wrestling podcast to listen to. Really enjoy the breakdown of each show with a bit of comedy. Oh, thank you, Norman. Thanks, Norms. And Griffey24 writes, Consistent. Yes, thank come you. Come on. These guys are as consistent as Chris Jericho. Always good and always fun. Sit back and drink in this podcast, man. Give... Oh, God, excuse me, I've got hiccups. Give them a subscribe, thumbs up, and five-star review. Yeah, listen to that depressed Evo. Thanks, guys, and keep up the good work. Cheers, Griffy. Cheers, Griffy24. Oh, Griffy, sorry. Yeah, Griffy. So that's all we've got time for today. We'll be back on Wednesday with the Raw and Smackdown review. We'll see you then. Love you, bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.